Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Dr. Donna Marie Hunter. Today at Rise and Repair Repartee, welcome. We're welcoming a wonderful guest, a wonderful person, and a wonderful special mom, LaShawn Garnett. She's a super mom, special mom, and I tell you, an all-out wonderful person. We're talking about today, striving and thriving during COVID-19. LaShawn happens to be a mom of a special needs child. And today we just wanna talk about what challenges we have, how we can overcome them, and then maybe give you some anchoring hope to get you fast through this season. So LaShawn, would you do us a favor and give us a quick introduction of who you are, what you do, what your passions are, as well as your baby's name. All right, thank you so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. I'm so excited to have this discussion with you. Um, my name is LaShawn Garnett. Uh, I am married to Damian Garnett. We've been married for, it'll be 18 years in December. We have an eight-year-old son, Charles, who was diagnosed with autism at age three. And we have a five-year-old daughter, London, um, who is very spunky and keeps us on our toes. Um, my passions right now, it's hard to like really tap into my passions because I feel like I'm so overwhelmed with uh, this quarantine, you know, um, but I do love to dance. So that's kind of like an outlet for me. And I've been getting into exercising and doing a little weightlifting and hiking. So those things are good outlets for me. Oh, and I know. And I was like, you are a dancer. You are an entrepreneur. I know you're a lot of things, but in this <laughs> that right now it's about parenting. So yes. you tell me something about or with within the area of striving i mean you know you're you're having to strive but you're surviving as well can you share with our guests our audience and i know a lot of moms are listening right now and they need some hope but i want to start with where are you surviving what kinds of things are challenges that are arising with you with charles and with your sweetie daughter at home um there's there's been quite a few challenges um honestly I think the thing is we have to kind of stay one step ahead of Charles. Charles, if he wants something, he's determined to get it and he's going to get it. His thing over this uh, quarantine experience has been um, eating shaving cream. So we've probably gone through about four bottles of shaving cream. Uh, we try to hide it. We Sometimes my husband will leave it in the shower and Charles, he, he waits for the moment when you're not looking, runs, grabs that shaving cream, puts it under his bed and just eats it. And it's, it's hard, you know, we've, we've, had to, we've had to buy five, at least five bottles of shaving cream in the last four months. So that's kind of hard, you know, just trying to stay one step ahead of him. We always lock everything up. We try our best to, um, another thing, it sounds kind of nasty, but it's, it's reality. It's our reality. For an um, honest conversation. It's, yes, it's our reality. Just um, nobody, nobody wants to hear about, you know, the, you know, the false stuff. We know that we are challenged as parents and as special needs parents of special needs children. I yeah. get it. So you share away. We are okay. <laughs> okay. This is, sorry to gross you out. So Charles, you know, he's potty trained. He's been potty trained for a while, you know. Um, but he, lately he's just been peeing on the floor, peeing in a cup, peeing just random places. And he's just having you know, they get fascinated. It's annoying. I'm and sorry. They just get fascinated. Okay, but I'm just being honest with you. They get fascinated with things that you're like grossed out about, or or they do things that you're like, really? This is right. so 
making me crazy, especially if you're a clean, you're a clean freak, you're a mom. So the yes. very thought that your child would urinate on the floor or, or smear, that's the other thing that a lot of our children do because mm -hmm. it's just something. And then the other thing, they sometimes they feed off of that. If they see you rise or they see they get your attention, sometimes that also triggers them as well. And they go back to it. But sometimes they just get in a mode where they want to do something that's, I mean, absolutely for us, we're like, ah, but they just get in that mode. And that's part of them being so myopic. He started doing it. He's getting something from it. We haven't found out what the, you know, what the, the catalyst is that will make him stop. So that's probably like a really hard challenge just to figure out what it is doing for him and how you can replace the behavior or try to do some things that will reward a good behavior. Like when he goes to the bathroom and he actually uses it in the toilet, we got to dance, shout, sprint, sing and shout. And he, he's got to get a reward. He's got to get a reward so that he knows if he gets something that he doesn't want from the behavior that we want to distinguish, he'll get something really great from the behavior that we want to encourage. So right. I get you. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. I remember <laughs> Alex doing some, we call it smearing. And they yes. just sometimes so, um, fascinated by the things that we're totally grossed out about. I get right. it. So tell me this, you've got to be thriving too, because one of the things I said when I called you, what's going well? Because you said doing pretty good. And I know that the challenges are there, but what else are you doing to thrive? Because you seem to be literally handling this quite well with two little ones at home. Um, I think one of the things that I did was um, give myself a chance to just do nothing <laughs> like a lot of times i want to be perfect i want to do everything i want to do try this try this schedule and sometimes i just need a break so that's one of the things that i'm learning as a mom in general we have to take breaks we have to take time to just really self self-reflect um do nothing binge watch a show uh i give my permission myself permission to just um cut myself slack. A lot of times I'm very critical of myself and I'm like, oh, I didn't do this or I should have had Charles. He should have been reading this summer. I had goals for him and I didn't meet my goals and normally I would be crushed, but I'm like, it's okay. I have to realize everything's not going to be perfect. The timeline that I want him to achieve goals, it's not going to always happen, but I have to know like I really am doing my best and my best is good. And so I cut myself slack and I, I just try to enjoy life, you know? I, I don't have to be perfect. My children don't have to be on the time frame that is expected of them. Like, I realize that. So I, I think cutting myself slack has been huge for me. Love that, I love it. I love it. I think at a very young age, if I can say that, you have learned the key, the self-care portion. You are not going to be very good for your children or anyone else when you're depleted. So the fact that you're saying, I'm taking time, I may binge watch a show, I may just do nothing, read a book, go in the backyard, and by the way, the kids can't come out there. I love <laughs> that you're doing that. That is a way in which you are going to be able to thrive and manage through this season is being proactive. The other thing I really love, love, love that you said is that your children, and that's for, that's for our gen ed kids, and that's for our students on the spectrums, that's also our little ones, you know, our very everybody's on a different timeline and trajectory in life. So you giving yourself grace, not putting your kids in a box and saying they've got to do this by this time, both of your children are going to be outside the box. I know people think there's some bands 
for what you should be doing when you're in first grade or what you should be doing at eight years old and seven years old. But I love, love, love. And I think one of the reasons you are thriving and you're surviving as well as striving is because you're giving yourself that grace. I think it's paramount into making sure that you are healthy and whole for this season ahead. Okay, so give us a little bit of hope because I love what you already said, I'll be honest with you. That's super, you know, super good. But tell me, what would you say, and in addition to, because I think what you just said is wonderful, but what would you say to give some encouragement to parents right now? What would you say during this time? They're, all their kids are home. They're having to homeschool. You know, what would you say to them? What would you say to their teachers? What would you say to their principals as a parent? Um, I think starting with uh, parents, I would encourage you to really see your children. What do they like? What do they, what do they enjoy? Um, spend time with them. Enjoy this time. Take breaks, but then make sure you're taking time to really nurture your children. Um, find joy. I realize there's joy all around us. For myself, it could be little things. I just bought a vacuum cleaner and you would think like, okay, it makes me so excited to vacuum. It has the detachable little handheld part where I can vacuum the couch. I find joy in that. It's the little thing. So I would, I would encourage parents, find joy in the smiles of your children. Um, when my daughter laughs, or if I see my son eat and he loves what he's eating, that makes me super happy. So I would encourage you, find joy because it's all around us. A lot of times we're looking at the situation. The situation may not be the best. It's, it's overwhelming. It's, it can be discouraging. It can seem hopeless, but it really isn't because there's hope all around us at all times. We just have to um, intentionally find that hope. We have to intentionally um, seek out relationships and encourage one another. I had a friend that sent me a, a text like, hey, come to my house at four o'clock. I bought, um, it's Kona ice. I bought Kona ice for the whole family. I was like, what? Who does that? It was awesome. It was awesome. So I would, if I could encourage you, look for the joy around you. Also be an encouragement to other people. I try to uh, call friends and text them and send them positive encouragement whenever I can, especially when I'm feeling down. I find like, okay, I'm feeling this type of way. Other people are too. Let me send out something that's going to encourage them. So those would, that would be my advice. Those right. two things. Hey, that's one of the reasons we connected because we reached out to each other. So yes. what you're saying is what you're actually doing. Okay, so give us a little, give me a thought about a teacher. If you were talking to, you had, and you have educators listening to you right now, speak from a mom's heart and talk to the teachers. And you can talk to the principals or the directors, but talk to the teachers. Talk to someone um, about what's going on with you and your child and how they could be of a support all right, teachers, I love you. I think um, your job is very difficult right now to try to, you know, engage students during social distancing. I think it's a little bit of a challenge. I would encourage you to try to be creative when you're teaching, but my heart is please, please, please see my child and see him at the level that he is at. I am willing to be that parent that works. You tell me what to do, I will do it with my child, but I really, I really want him to learn at the um, level that he's at. Even though he's technically in third grade, his level was kindergarten, first grade. So I don't want curriculum that's third grade curriculum 
which is, you know, multiplication and just reading when he's just emerging as a reader. He's just learning what two plus five really means. So I know we have IEPs and we have these goals, but I need, as a parent, I need him to just have like a base for him to, to start and grow. If I'm trying to force timetables down his throat and he can memor he has a great memory. He can memorize stats and figures. That's not a problem, but I want him to have understanding. So I want to create like just a base so that he can just keep growing and not be thrown curriculum that's third grade, even though he's not ready. So I would say just see my child and really help me develop a curriculum that is individualized for him all around so he can grow and be the best that he can be. Oh, I love that. I think that is like, if that's the sweet spot, that is it. Because there is no one size fit all. And third grade is only a number. Your kids can be anywhere in there. The other thing about Charles, he may have two portions of the third grade curriculum, but these other areas, like you said, you want him to get understanding. You want him to progress at his rate with understanding because memorization, that's wonderful. But if he understands the underworkings of how and why, then they have that knowledge and you can never take that away. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love it. Okay, can so I say we one have more thing? Oh, absolutely. Please, please, please. I just wanted to encourage parents also. Um, sometimes we, we don't want to really face where they are, where our children are. Like, it's okay if they're not at the level that they're supposed to be at. Forget about the levels. Wherever they're at, that's where they're at. And that's where we have to help and help them to become better and help them to grow from where they're at. So I would say, be just face reality. Um, even though it's a hard reality, of course, everyone wants their child to be the shining star of the class and, you know, top student A's. But right now, I just want Charles to, to like read a book, a first grade book, completely like from front to the, the end and just understand it and even enjoy it, you know? Um, so parents, don't be afraid to, to talk to teachers and say, hey, my child's at this level and I want him to, to get curriculum that's gonna support that level. And yeah, just be honest and open and you can only grow once you're honest and open in all areas. <laughs> I love it, I love it. The other thing is it gives me permission to just be right where I'm at. And the other portion I think that you said that was huge is acceptance. You gotta get to a place where you accept exactly where they are so that you can help and support them and move them forward at the rate that they're best able. Yes, you do wanna challenge them a little bit, but you know when your child understands, you know when they're progressing at a rate you know that's good for them. So I love that and I love the biggest portion or I should say the biggest challenge um, with our, and actually up in our community, in the African-American community and also in the Latino community has been with regards to early access to care is having the parents, one, get the information and then doing something about it. That's been the crux. That's been the actual pivoting point of making sure that kids get what they need, which is why Allie's Allies is here. That's what, that's the whole, that's our whole premise is helping parents get into that realization and then connecting them with resources and help so that they can get what they need for their child. Well, Sean, I wanna thank you. I wanna thank you, thank you, thank you, because truly your heart is like right there and your honesty is, we just love it, where it's just attractive as well as it's informative and helpful because we all are in some place, you know, sometime, and it's always good to be very honest about where we are. 
So unless you have another thought, and I'm open to that, do you have anything else you want to say to our audience before we sign off? And I just want to say thank you for your time. Well, I just want to say thank you for having me on your um, show. I think Allie's Allies is an, a wonderful organization, and I just pray that it continues to just expand and that um, just resources comes in. I think, I, I know you were going around to different um, churches and locations and just sharing about early intervention, and I think that's huge. You know, um, even if your child may not be diagnosed with whatever, any type of special need, to have access to any type of support, take it. Parents, take it. Even if they don't have a diagnosis, you don't need a diagnosis. If they're like a little behind in any area and someone's willing to come in and do play therapy or I'm trying to think, what did Charles have? He had speech therapy, he had play therapy. We took it. We took it before he even got the uh, autism diagnosis because I have friends and I know um, I have a community that surrounds me that, you know, they, they encourage that. So I was able to really take advantage of those resources because I had a friend who is, um, she has a master's in special education. She was like, you know, I think you should go to Inland Regional Center because Charles isn't progressing as, you know, as typical, like in the typical, you know, time frame. And so because of that, I went there and he was able to get services before he ever got a diagnosis. So I say, if there's anyone that's willing to help, take the help. <laughs> oh, I think that was like the nugget. That was like the club, that was the nugget. Take the help when you can. Okay, thank you, LaShawn. Thank you so very much. And please give hugs to your wonderful husband, Damien. Pastor Damien, we love you. We thank you so very much for giving us your wife for a little season here. And also to your babies, we want to send love to them. So you, our audience, thank you again for joining us on Rise Repair Report T. We want to thank our sponsor, Allie's Allies. And if you would like to support our work and make sure that this information gets out into the masses, Go to www.alliesallies, and that's A-L-L-I-E-S-A-L-L-Y-S dot org, and you can support us. Thank you again, friends. We will see you again very soon. Thank you, LaShawn. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.